0: And welcome. This is Aging Ungracefully. My name's Afra, and welcome. Uh, You know, whatever day you're listening to this, whether it be Monday, happy Monday. I hope you've had a wonderful long weekend. If you get today off too, lucky duck. (laughs) But, you know, welcome. And if it's not Monday and you're listening to this whenever, hi, hello, how are you? I hope that you are enjoying whatever day of the week you're on. I hope it's bright and sunshiny, however you've incorporated me into your day. Thank you for having me. I feel honored. Um, And I just want to say thank you to everyone who listens. (laughs) Um, I'm starting off with that because it's been a crazy experience to start this podcast. It has been a crazy experience to continue to enjoy it and love it and meet people through it and talk to people through it. And it's just been a ride in the few short months I've been doing it. You know, right when I went to record the first episode, I had just gone through like a pretty major loss. And I had also like some things in my personal life had just very rapidly, immediately shifted. And I remember going to record the first episode and just feeling like, I can't do this. I can't do this, but I want this. And just feeling like so torn about what to do and how to record and what to record and just going for it. And you know, the podcast for me had been something I had wanted to do for like at least eight years. Like seven or eight years. I had wanted it so badly, but I never had the courage or the chutzpah or like the just the the want to really just throw myself out and be vulnerable. And then I changed. Life changed. Life circumstances changed. And I suddenly was in a place where I could do it. And so it felt like, you know, when I went to go record the first episode and there had been a pretty major loss in my life and just all of these major changes had happened, I was like, oh, what now? Like, what the fuck am I doing? Like, why am I doing this? And I was like, because I want this. Because everything around me right now feels crazy and tumultuous and scary and sad but I want this. And so I did it. And now I'm here, you know, 12 plus episodes in and I have these people who reach out to me and talk to me about their life and like what they've learned through the podcast and like sharing it with friends and following and subscribing and and rating and commenting and like guys, that that to me is incredible and I could never have ever have thought that it would touch people the way that it has um it's not like it's 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 not something i foresaw um so i'm just super grateful for it and i wanted to say thank you um i'm really grateful for the amount of people i've gotten to meet because of it because i've just suddenly had people either following me on instagram or messaging me and being like i listen to your podcast or your my friend so and so shared the podcast with me and like i love it and i'm just like I can't. <laughs> I can't and thank you and thank you for believing in me and thank you for liking what I have to say or maybe it's not liking what I have to say and you're hate sharing it it doesn't matter both are great in my eyes like it's just it's it's been so surreal and it's really just reminded me that I started it because I wanted people to not feel alone. I wanted people to you know hear about things that happen as we get older that we just don't fucking talk about or life lessons we learn. And for me, a larger part of it has been like, what have I learned in the process of moving forward in my life? And, you know, what did I learn from 16 to 30? And, you know, where am I at? And what did I go through? And who have I become? And just going through and and making the plans to even do this, it was a lot of thought about like, what did aging ungracefully mean for me? And it was like, what did, you know, what did the podcast, what did I want the podcast to say? It's like a large part of it was, I wish somebody would have told me at 20 years old what I wish I would have known at 30, or I wish, you know, that I would have been more present at this moment in time because I didn't think for one minute I wouldn't have that someday. And so the podcast has brought me the space to just talk about it and It resonates with people and it's – apparently it's also helping people and that's like all I've ever wanted in life. My want in life has always been to help others and to express myself and to be vulnerable and to create atmospheres and friendships around vulnerability and honesty and love and sharing and allowing people to show up exactly as they are and to figure themselves out along the way. And you guys have given me a chance to do that. You guys are giving me an opportunity to do that for myself and you're letting me be part of your journeys and that's not like something I take lightly. I am so fucking honored um, to be a part of some of your lives and to be in your ears and in your homes, you know, once a week. Um, It's been incredible. So thank you. Um, And also thank you for the sharing and the following those things help podcasts so much. Like even if you tune in every week and you don't follow, like it, it it makes a huge difference. But like following a podcast puts it up in the streams, which allows me to get things like sponsorships and and certain – even on certain streaming platforms, certain cre- like accreditations, that I can do certain stuff like video podcasts and put things out to people. And that's that's what I want. Like it's not about the money – aspect of it because I don't make money. I've lost money doing this. Um, but I enjoy it so much. I, I don't care. It's such a passion to me that that's a beautiful thing. But those little things like rating and sharing do make a massive difference. So thank you. Thank you guys so much. And and please don't feel pressured to do that. By the way, I don't ever feel pressured to do it, but thank you for doing it. I'm so grateful. And uh, And guys, guys it's my birthday this week. (laughs) It's my birthday. If you're listening to this on Friday, April the 22nd, thank you. It's my birthday. This is the greatest gift you could have gotten me um, outside of a new car, which I don't need, but like who doesn't love a new car? Uh, but thank you, guys. And if you're listening to this on the regular Monday, hi, hello. Happy birthday to my my childhood best friend, Sam. I know he listens. Uh, so happy birthday to you, my dude. And, uh, and, and the thing is, guys, if you are listening to this any other day of the week, let's just pretend it's my birthday all week. Let's just pretend. I'm, I'm okay with it. Let's, I'm here for it. Um, but I given a lot of thought about what to talk about today and I actually recorded an episode and hated it. And I was like, I hate this. I hate it so much. It's so not good. Let's try this again. So this is like the second, actually this is the third recording I've done today of this, this episode because it, the other ones just didn't feel right. And because those didn't feel right, I've decided, I have decided to do what I, my initial plan was. And my initial plan was to do a year in review or years in review for my 33rd birthday. I am turning 33 this week. My dudes, 33, the big three, three. Um, and I remember my 22, my champagne birthday and just like how exciting, that was um, also like I'm April twenty second, so the, my twenty second birthday was so exciting for me. But anyway, I'll be thirty three, <laughs> and I, you know, aging ungracefully was born out of what have I learned from my past that has put me to now, and how did that happen? And like, what was aging ungracefully like for me? And guys, as I'm about to age, and If God has anything to do with it, probably a little ungracefully, (laughs) I thought, why not do an aging ungracefully like recap of what have I learned just small things throughout the last 33 years of my life? And I was going to do 33 of them, but even at a minute per one, though that's that's 33 minutes right there. And let's be honest. If you listen to any of the podcasts, I can talk for fucking ever. So like maybe let's not let's not do that. But I thought I would bring out whip out my handy dandy list here. And let's talk about aging ungracefully for 33 years. So let's start with the first episode sorry, first episode, first lesson that I learned in aging ungracefully in my 33 years. And it's not the first thing I ever learned, but it's like one of the things that I am to this day still learning. And that is allow life to surprise you. Growing up, I fucking hated my birthday. I hated it. It was a reminder of being really let down and really sad and really frustrated and really like not happy. And I had good birthdays. Like I had, I remember like, I think it was my seventh birthday and I had like a princess, a lad, sorry, a princess Jasmine cake with a from Aladdin, and I was so again Disney don't sue me, um, like really excited. And my sister was standing behind me and being the hooligan she was. She's like, put your face in it, 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 put your face in it. Face in it. And I, I put my face in it, um, much to my my parents' dismay. But and it was like the funniest thing. And I remember just laughing and just being so like. Just, just enjoying that birthday. Like it was so important to me. And then I remember birthday about three years later where I invited half my class and one kid came and actually invited my whole class, but like one kid came and just one of my closer friends and we had fun, but I was like super disappointed because a lot of other kids didn't come and just being really let down. And so I always used to have this feeling when my birthdays would come up where I would have like a lot of anxiety about what the hell am I supposed to do? I don't want to do anything. And like my biggest thing is, is when I'm overwhelmed anxiously, like uh, my usual response, if it's my personal life, is to not do anything. Um, And as I'm getting older, again, this is part of Aging Ungracefully, I'm learning action instead of inaction is usually the better way to go. So, you know, as a kid when I would be like really emotionally overwhelmed and be like my birthday's coming up and I don't know what to do and I don't know who to invite and like everybody – like in my head and my tiny little brain, I was like – at the time my tiny little brain um, was like everybody hates me and nobody wants to come anyway. So I'm just trying to do it. And And that was – That was my life for a very long time. So when I say allow things to surprise you, allow life to surprise you, I say that because as I got older and I realized that my birthday was about celebrating the fact that I exist on this planet and that I'm here and that I made it, um, especially because, you know, as I talked about my last episode, I had like a not super easy (laughs) entrance to this world and, you know... I should celebrate the fact that I, I stuck around. I was not supposed to live. I was My parents were told that I would most likely KO and I didn't and I'm here and I've been here for 33 years, especially because I was told like my parents were told too, she's I'm like, I'm probably going to have some medical issues she's probably going to have like health issues as she gets older because she's so premature and like if she lives, that's if she lives. And, and I'm like, well, you know, now I'm turning 33 this year and like middle deuces to all the doctors in the 80s who were like she gonna die. And I didn't. Um, but also like, thank you for delivering me and not metal deuces to you because healthcare at that time was shite anyway. Um, and it, they didn't have the progress that they have now, especially when it came to dealing with premature babies um, and and like NICUs. And, and thank you to every physician and nurse who works in prenatal care and canadal care, because it is a absolutely incredibly rewarding, yet credibly disheartening um, portion of healthcare. Uh, but anyway, let, back back to it, back to it. Um, so it became like let, letting life surprise me became rather than just like sitting there being like, I hate my birthday because I always feel laid like down. I just was like, fuck it. I'm just not going to even plan my birthdays. I'm not going to think about my birthdays. I'm not going to like do any crazy things for my birthdays. I'm going to let life surprise me. And as I got older, I had friends who would step into my life and be like, girl, you need to have a birthday party. Th- let's do this and they would like they wouldn't even plan it they'd be like let's do it and we would come together and we would just do it and those were always the best birthday parties i ever had um so like my 16th birthday is like a really good example of that uh <laughs> i didn't want a birthday it was my sweet 16 and so and at the time that show sweet 16 was on so like there's a little bit of pressure for it to be something um but it was like my sweet 16 and it was my last year in school with a bunch of kids I'd grown up with. So I was like really wanting to do something. And so we decided to go to Pizza Hut, I think, for dinner and do like a pizza buffet, which was super fun. um, And then go watch Amityville Horror afterward because it just came out. And I am a huge horror movie person. Like I, they are my – that is my – preferred genre um and so i was like so excited and so so stoked and just like really 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 getting like on board for it and we had pizza and we went to the movie theater and we walked in and they're like you need an adult (laughs) and i was like fuck (laughs) because I was not an adult. My dad wasn't really willing to come and sit with a bunch of kids during Amityville Horror. Um, So my friend's boyfriend at the time who had just turned 18, uh, his name was Theo. Um, He passed away a few years ago. So I just want to acknowledge him in this story because this is one of my favorite memories. He purposely vouched to take, I think it was five or six girls and one guy into the movie. Um, and he was the responsible adult for all of us. And, and it was, I screamed, I cried, I laughed, I didn't sleep for two days. Um, and it was just a really, really great party and it was really fun and it was really funny. And it was just one of those memories. It's one of those core memories I have of just really enjoying myself and having this incredible birthday. And it was a birthday where I just kind of relinquished the fact that anything was going to happen. And, because I did, and my friend was like, We're gonna do this. And I just kind of showed up and and I invited a few people and all of those people came and they gave me a tiara. And I still have pictures from that birthday party. <laughs> and I just felt so celebrated in that and so joyous about that. So that's my my first acknowledgement is is allow like allowing life to just show up in that moment was just really special to me and really fun. And then I go like flash forward to my 21st birthday, which was a drunken mess um in the streets of downtown Vancouver there is a digital camera out there that has been more places than it should have been and I actually you can pro you can find that album on Facebook by the way if you have me on Facebook but I uh, there was a lot of crotch shots and, and boob shots that night and I remember looking through the camera the next day and being like I don't know whose tits these are or like I don't know whose butt this is um and I just remember thinking like and also this is I should say that this is like right around the time iPhones came out. Uh, They were like, I think they were only out for about a year or two at this point. So everybody was still living with like digital cameras. Um, But there was just so many, so many pictures (laughs) To sift through that were just so concerning (laughs) Um, but again it was another birthday where I just relinquished control my friends kept saying have a party have a party have a party and I was like I don't like birthday parties like I I just always give me anxiety and make me feel like I'm gonna get let down or disappointed and so my friend Samantha at the time was like yo (laughs) let's just go get drunk like let's just invite a bunch of people and go get drunk at the bar Um, and so that's exactly what I did i invited my friends like my close friends that i worked in film with um i invited like my close friends from school and i invited a few other people and i just said come if you want don't come if you don't i'm not a drink and dancer i i am a drink and drinker um, when i drank i don't drink anymore i'm i'm fully in recovery uh so i i yeah back back at those back in those days though could tie one on. Um, so we went to this place on Granville Street called, I believe it was called Doolin's. And the downstairs of Doolin's was a, a ba- like a club called the Red Cellar. And the upstairs was, was Doolin's, which is an Irish pub. And you can get me in a good Irish pub. Even though I don't drink now, I will still go to a good Irish pub because I have a thing for pubs. Um, i just love the atmosphere i love the ability to drink and eat food i love the ability to laugh play some darts yell loudly listen to music like i love that kind of atmosphere i'm and not like sports bars i don't like sports bars like i genuinely love just like an irish pub feel i love a pub feel um and so that was like what we did and and so then you had the opportunity to go down to the red cellar and and get you get your freak on um and we did and it was a really really good time and i got so super drunk that night. Um, and I just remember waking up the next morning and eating McDonald's uh, in my bed
1: <laughs> and feeling so
0: sick. Uh, I'm pretty sure I laid in bed all day and watched movies um, and slept, but it was just, it was so worth it. I remember like even even though I was drunk that night, I remembered pretty much all of it. And I just had so many laughs and such a good time and just really got to enjoy my friends and see people interact and see people mingle. And that to me, again, it's another core memory that I have is this this really fun time. And so, you know, just like really leaned into that. Um and just was like blown away by it. And so that's kind of been like my thing now as I've gotten older is I don't still I still don't to this day I don't plan my birthdays. My birthday is on Friday and I genuinely have no clue what I'm gonna do. Um but and especially during COVID, it was tough, too, because I turned 30. The year that I turned 30, um, I had a cholestectomy on my birthday. So I, I had my gallbladder removed on my birthday. Um, and I remember when the nurse, and like not the nurse, but the, the admin called me and she's like, hey, so I'm calling because your surgeon, blah, 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 is going to need to see you on this day for your surgery. Is that going to work for you? Because the only other option is like four months from now and I'd already been waiting a year for that surgery. And I was like, yeah. And she's like, oh, well, it's your birthday that day. And I was like, yeah. And she's like, well, happy birthday. I was like, thanks. Uh, So on my 30th birthday, I lost an organ. Um, But I did go out with friends a few days before and just have like a little mini celebration. But like, you know, that was was my 30th birthday. And then my 31st was in COVID and my 32nd was in COVID. So this is my 33rd and we're still in COVID. Um, But it just feels a little less heavy this year. So we'll see. We'll see what I do. I don't know. I have no genuinely no clue. Not at all, um, but but that's that's again letting life surprise me. Is that I started to relinquish control over my birthday parties and the one the times that I just said fuck it, and I let other people go. Well, why don't we do that? And I was like, sure. I had the most fun because I had zero expectation, zero expectation. So that's that is one thing that I have for sure learned from a very young age till now is release expectation, and you will almost always find joy. Because when we have an expectation of how things are going to go and they don't go that way, some of us, not all of us, experience just this feeling of being let down, disappointed, unhappy, you know. And it's so much easier to just say, fuck it all and let life show up for you. Because when it will. Life will show up. If you aim your, you know, if you navigate towards joy or happiness or fun, it will find you. You don't need to look for it, and so that is that's what I've learned from from my young my younger years until my thirty third birthday, which is just relinquish control. You know, hope for joy, don't expect it. Um, So that's number one of what I've learned. And like I said, I'm not doing thirty three of these. I'll probably do three because this is already quite a bit wasted. We've only covered one, Um, but but yeah, like just allow life to surprise you. Allow things to surprise you because some of the best things in life will come from the weirdest surprises that you never saw that you ever could see coming. And so number two, take care of your body. Do your own research. Uh, I've talked about it in the past. I was a sick kid, had a lot of health problems growing up. Uh, as I've gotten older, I've learned that I am very, very easily affected by stress and anxiety, and that uh, it usually shows up in my stomach, um, and 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 it it's caused me a lot of problems as I've gotten older. But like, had I known this as a kid, maybe there would have been more mindfulness. I don't know; it was a different time. But now, at like thirty, about to be thirty-three, I'm like, oh, girl. <laughs> Let's take care of this body. So, like, I meditate daily. I write daily. I stretch daily. I go for walks daily. Like, I just really lean into taking care of my body now. And as a younger child, I lived on diets of gumballs, <laughs> gumballs and penny candy. Um, my grandparents owned a storefront, a grocery, or sorry, a uh, convenience store, grass station slash restaurant, and so I literally did grow up on like penny candy, like five cent strawberry marshmallows and bananas like the, the the marshmallow bananas that taste like penicillin like and that was like my diet as a kid and it wasn't healthy and it wasn't at my mom's and dad's like want for me believe me like they were pissed about it but like grandparents are grandparents and they're like here's a candy here's a candy like oh piece of candy like that was that was my my childhood so I did gain a lot of weight I definitely developed insulin resistance at a quite a young age like I had a lot of health issues. Um, I, you know, and I, I learned to binge eat and I learned to use eating as a coping mechanism because of all of these things that were happening in my life as a child. So not, not a good luck. Um, but really truly like learned because of those things as a child, now as an adult, I'm like, okay, maybe don't live on pen and candy and coffee. For life, I talked about it in the last episode. Like, I was like, oh, yeah, marshmallow peeps for breakfast. I don't know what my thing is with marshmallows. I fucking love marshmallows. Okay. But, like, <laughs> I, like, even in my early 20s and my late teens, like, I'm pretty sure throughout my entire late teens, I just lived on like microwave frozen meals, um, like Michelinas, like lasagnas and stuff like that. And then, you know, when I moved to BC and like started living on my own, I, I kind of just ate whatever. I wanted. It wasn't super unhealthy either. I don't think. I don't think. I don't genuinely remember, but I do remember when I was not consciously eating, it was like marshmallow peeps <laughs> um and coffee and poutine. I ate a lot of AW poutine when I was in college because there was an AW right there and that was like our jam. Um and Vietnamese salad rolls. Like those were like the the things I survived on throughout college. Um but again, didn't really think I was in, it wasn't taking care of my body. The only difference when I lived in Vancouver, comparative to like my teenage years, was that I walked everywhere because I didn't have a vehicle. My parents couldn't drive me. So I took transit pretty much everywhere and walked everywhere, which really helped with the fact that I was eating like an absolute garbage truck, but it was not a long-term plan. Um, also like not wearing proper footwear at that time, develop shin splints like things like that like again take care of your body and do your own research no one ever had this sex talk with me no one ever was like this is what I mean like they told us in high school like this is what safe sex is but like nobody actually like talks about it they just scare the fuck out of you and are like do this thing that we tell you to do and live your life this way and you'll be fine it's not true most of it's not true And there's, like, this huge stigmatization of, like, all of these things and, like, sex and, like, how you have sex, who you have sex with, where you have sex, if you enjoy sex, if you don't enjoy sex. Like, how dare you talk about it? Like, how dare you? You know, like, and there just was, like, this shame around it. And so there was, like, a lot of fear around it. And so I didn't get to learn those things in my, like, you know – Formative years. I didn't learn start learning them in my 20s, and then I was just fucking reckless and crazy, and like didn't give a fuck, and like put myself in risky situations with risky people, Um, all in the name of science, but not really, all in the name of sex, Um, and just learned some shit, (laughs) learned some shit the hard way, and I really wish somebody would have had those conversations with me because I probably would have honored my body a lot, a hell of a lot more, Um, but I didn't, and that's also okay because that was that was that was after at a certain point in her life and she learned a ton of shit throughout that time because of those things. But again, like just looking back on it now I'm like, yeah, take care of your body. Honor your body. Don't just take care of your body by working out and eating, right? Honor your body. If the vibe is off, don't do the thing. <laughs> like if you're feeling like you need to lay in bed all day, I mean, maybe like roll over so you don't get bed sores and stretch a little bit, but like lay in bed all day. Who the fuck else is going to tell you what to do? Like, this is your life, my dude. If you need a day where you just lay in bed, just lay in bed. And if you need a day where you run a half marathon, run a half marathon. You know, taking care of your body is learning to listen to your body. And that's something that I have only learned in my late 20s, early 30s. Because I was always like, taking care of my body is eating vegetables and sleeping occasionally and that is taking care of my body and now i'm like taking care of my body is mindfulness taking care of my body is walking taking care of my body is drinking a lot of water taking care of my body is having a constant sleep cycle you know taking care of my body is you know making sure to express myself it's movement it's joy you know, taking care of my body is honoring what my body is telling me it needs. And so I'm just like, this is something I've learned in my 30 some years and do your own research. I mean that when I say it, because what works for your body might not work for my body and what works for so-and-so's body might not work for another person's body. Don't let anybody tell you that eating salads at every meal is good for you. Fuck them. If it doesn't feel right for you, eat whatever you need to eat that feels good, that gives your body energy, that makes your guts feel happy, that doesn't make you feel like a bag of potatoes after you eat it. Like, listen to your body. And I'm like waving this like, (laughs) I'm waving my mic stand around because I hold it now because I record in a different room. And I'm sure if anybody can see me, it looks like I'm murdering somebody. But either way, again, listen to your body. Do your own research. Find what works best for you. Do not let Instagram tell you you need this tea. Do not let Facebook tell you you need this supplement. Listen to your body. Take your body over to a qualified professional if you are unsure as to what supplements you could take to support your body. If you notice you're eating certain foods a lot and you crave them and you never craved them before, you might be missing a vitamin or a mineral found in those foods. But listen to your body because it's screaming at you being like, help me. So just help it. Listen to it. That's number two. Listen to your own body. Do your own research. Number three. Cherish people. Cherish the friendships that you make. Know when to let go. And know that letting go doesn't always mean forever this is a huge one and I'm getting a little bit emotional talking about it, but I have lived a 33 years of a lot of friends and a lot of love and a lot of heartbreak and a lot of joy. And I've been incredibly, incredibly lucky to be someone who, as my grandma used to say, it had the gift of gab. Um, I'm very lucky to have lived a life where I made very close intimate friendships with different people at different walks of life throughout my life. It is one of the things I am most grateful for because a lot of people don't have that opportunity to really explore and understand human traits, qualities, people love. And I've had not only those opportunities, but the joys of those things. When I was a younger person, a child, when I was a child, a small bean, um, I had a really hard time making lots of friends. Uh, Like I mentioned before, I was fucking weird. (laughs) And that was cool. It's fine. But I only had one or two friends at a time that really, like, loved me or played with me or enjoyed being around me. And those friends became people who would shape my entire life as I got older. I remember my two best friends from kindergarten, CJ and Bethany. And I don't ever know what happened to Bethany. I've looked for her over the years in hopes that I would see her again someday or find her. Um, but she was just the sweetest, kindest kid. And she had such a tough Life, like something was happening. I don't know what was happening in her life at home, but I just remember her being sad a lot and having a lot of health issues. And Bethany was just the sweetest thing. She was kind and compassionate and like just an absolute sweetheart. She, she was just like, she was like a daisy in a field of the dandelions. She was just wonderful. And so, there was Bethany and CJ, and CJ was funny and fun and goofy, and she also was somebody growing up in a tough situation. And three of us came together and enjoyed kindergarten, grade one, grade two, I think it was grade two when Bethany left school, um, but those people f- helped me form who I was at that age. I could be myself. I could be loud, goofy, kind, compassionate. And in those same years, I met my best friend, Sam, one of my best friends, Sam. He's still one of my closest friends. And, you know, he impacted my life as well. You know, he taught me a lot. He's taught me how to do construction work. And he's taught me how to, you know, like, Learn different things about things and he teaches me stuff still to this day, he teaches me all the things. And he was one of my favorite kids when we were kids because he would find things that were broken and fix them. He was innovative and he could do anything. And I loved that about him. And I still love that about him. And you know, these are people that I had in my life at like five years old who really just helped me be me. And only Sam is still in my life. We've remained friends for 30 plus years. Go us. Um, not 30 plus years, 25 plus years, (laughs) but go us, Sam, go us. Uh, but yeah, like cherish those friendships because Bethany moved away. CJ and I grew apart. Sam, I'm very lucky still in my life, but we've ebbed and flowed too. We've had years where we've been incredibly involved in each other's lives and we've had years where we don't even talk to each other. Um, And then as I've like gotten older, you know, I, at one point in my life, wanted to have a lot of friends and having a lot of friends was never the same as having a few really close friends. And I learned the value in that as I started to get older, I learned the value in honoring those relationships and those friendships with people and enjoying people for who they were. Um, I met one of my closest friends. Her name was Waylon um, in middle school, and Waylon was like my best friend till high school, and we did so much shit together. We got into so many shenanigans. The fact that we did not end up in juve, like a juvenile detention center, is like just pure gold. I don't know how that didn't happen, um, but we were we were mischievous and we had fun. We went crazy and we did stupid shit and we drank and we smoked and we laughed and we partied and we kissed boys and we went on adventures and we stuck out after dark and we did all of those things that categorically children should be doing at a certain age so that they learn not to be fucking idiots as they get older. We did those things together and, and she was like just the fucking apple of my, my eye, you know, she was my best friend. We went through so, so much together. And in a very, very few short years. And I remember when I first met her, um, I sat be- behind her. She was her first day at Rosebriar, and I sat behind her and I tapped her on the shoulder. And I was like, hi, you're new. What's your name? And just like very in her face and abrupt. Cause I was very loud. And she's like, doesn't matter. I'm not going to be here long anyway. Cause she'd moved to schools a few times by then. And and her life also was very like all over the place. And, um, and I just remember being like, well, that doesn't matter. I still want to know your name. And like, she, she eventually told me her name was Waylon Smithers, which by the way, did not turn out to be in her best favor as she got older because that is the name of a character on the Simpsons and people were not nice to her about it, but Waylon Waylon, not Smithers, um, was like just this person who I could be utterly myself around and I could tell her everything. And I did. I told her, you know, what it was like to go home and like kind of some of the stuff I was going through and like, you know, not really having stability and and not really super loving living with my mom at the time. And, you know, she was, she was just this like solid person in my life. And she still is. I, I still talk to her to this day. We're not as close as we were as teenagers, but she's always somebody that I can reminisce with. And I know if I ever needed anything or if she ever needed anything, we would we could always reach out. And that's how it's always been. Um, and then I got to high school and I made like different groups of friends, and like the people I, I was like closest with in high school changed over the three years that I was there. I went through stages of being really close with some people and not so close with others. Um and I met a lot of friends in high school that I would have really, really incredible friendships with down the road. Um, and then like my early 20s, I some of those friends from high school, um, I won't name them by name because I don't know if they would appreciate that. But um, I, like I lived with two of my best friends from high school and it wasn't easy. Like we definitely had our ups and downs and our ins and outs with each other. But like they taught me a lot about my own need for control and who I could be as a person and how I could show up to others and, you know, how maybe I could relinquish some control when living with other people and maybe, you know, communication is good and that people lie. I learned that too during that time is that people lie. And so they, they helped me shatter my naivete about like relationship with other people and like we were also dramatic. We were like in our twenties, like our early twenties, when life is like, you know, you think you're an adult and you're fucking not. Um, you're not. You're you're a teenager who got an upgrade. Like that's all you are in your early twenties. Uh, you got an upgrade to potentially you're living on your own. Like that's 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 your early twenties. And so, you know, I had those friends, and I had films and film and stuff that I made too, who were like friendish. Maybe not my best of friends, maybe not people who would take a bullet for me. I made some friends in film that are still like close friends of mine who I've stayed in touch with, but they allowed me to explore my creative side and they pushed me to explore my creative side. And they were always like, you should do this and you can do that. And you can do anything, do anything. And so that's what I loved about my friends in film is that they, a lot of them are creative types. And, and so if I said, I wanted to write a script, yeah, write a script here. I'll proofread it. This is what a treatment plan looks like. Let's do this. Like if I, you know, wanted to make a podcast, some of them listen to this podcast, you know, like there's just that, that's the kind of beauty about like the friendships that I made in those lives and like honoring those friendships and those relationships with people. Um, And then into my thirties, I've realized I've I've gone back because for a very long time, it was like quantity of friends, not quality of friends. And now into my 30s, it is quality of friends. It is people who challenge me, who will say, well, that's maybe fucking stupid. (laughs) Or, well, maybe let's do a little different. Or, well, how does that actually make you feel? People who challenge me, who ask me questions, who are invested in my growth or invested in in my happiness and my joy, those relationships have become super important in my thirties. And I have made friends in the last like three, four years that have been honest with me and real with me and loving and supportive and not just loving and supportive, but like tough on me when I need somebody who's going to be tough on me. Um, And so, you know, I learned to honor and value my relationships because They're so incredibly important. You are only going to do so much in your life by yourself. The people around you, the the influence that you have, the influence that other people have on you is so important. And investing in relationships that nurture and help you grow and love and explore is so incredibly important. Throughout my my mid-20s to my early 30s, I had two best female friends and they're incredible people both of them um you know one again i don't know if she'd want me to say her name on the podcast so we'll call her sarah <laughs> sarah and i you know went to high school together and we weren't friends in high school we only became friends afterward but she she really helped me learn that i could trust people that i was allowed to be vulnerable that i was allowed to have friends who i could call in tough situations that it was okay to ask for help, that I didn't have to suffer in silence, that I wasn't alone anymore, that I didn't have to make myself feel like I was alone anymore. She gave me a sense of family because I hadn't really ever had that stability in my life. Like I had family, but just not the stability that she'd had in hers with family. And so she really taught me that she was family and that I could call her and love her and be friends with her. And she always showed up for me, um, always showed up for me. And I'm so appreciative of that relationship because it gave me a safe place to land and I wasn't always kind to her and I didn't always do the best things. And I can maybe be a little bit of a dick at times, but I also know that I had her back and that I would have done the same for her that she always did for me. And I did do the same for her, actually. (laughs) Um, So you know, that relationship really taught me to trust people I had had a very long string of not trusting anyone, only getting close to certain people at certain times in my life, and not really letting people in very closely, and she taught me that. And I was really – I'm really, I'm still to this day so grateful that she brought me into a family and taught me what family could look like. Um, and then I have another friend who, again, I'm not sure she would want me saying her name on the podcast, so we will call her May. <laughs> no that's not right let's let's call her april because it's april um april and i met my early twenties and i was living in vancouver and working in vancouver and she is a firecracker a hummingbird a crazy person she is a spitfire full of energy and she taught me how to have fun she taught me how to laugh to dance to value myself to love my body to celebrate myself to jump into my spirit, to lean into mindfulness, to run towards, you know, compassion. And she really helped me learn who I was. And we, we had connected in my like mid to early 20s, early to mid 20s. And then became like really, really close at like my mid to like late 20s. And we were best friends. And you know, she helped me through a really, really tough breakup and she held my hand through a lot. And she always pushed me to be me um, and to celebrate myself and to, again, to have fun, to experience joy. Cause she is somebody who I can say with absolute certainty lives her life unapologetically to others. Like she just does her and ex- like explores herself in every facet of the way and so you know april was was a solid person in my life and you'll notice that i'm talking about these two people in past tense because they're just not actively involved in my life anymore because as we grow and as we change and as we learn to value relationships like i'd mentioned at the beginning you also have to learn when to let go and knowing that letting go doesn't always mean forever but for now and so that that was like a huge change in those relationships but those relationships taught me so much and i honor and love those people for not just what they did for me, but for what they allowed me to do for them. They allowed me to show up and to be vulnerable with them, but they allowed me to support them and love them and learn their stories and listen to them. And there is no greater gift that you can be given in somebody's life to be a support and loving space for them, I think anyway. And so those there were those relationships and then there's relationships lost. You know, there's ex-lovers and ex- boyfriends and ex-girlfriends that I've had where it's just like, thank you for teaching me these major lessons I needed to learn in my life. Um, thank you for putting up with my crazy ass. So, you know, my my, my mid-20s, like early to mid-20s Afra was nuts because she didn't understand boundaries. And so she would do things like fucking texting you at 3 a.m. shit, like you know, and not honoring you and not honoring people's boundaries and not honoring how to show up for them or how to be supportive or how to just let things go and just being so like heavy on the need to control that, like making somebody else unhappy in that process. So I honor the fact that those relationships also taught me to do better, be better and take other people into account and their feelings and their boundaries and their needs and emotions. Um. So, you know, There's, there's those relationships too. And then there's relationships of loved ones lost who, you know, it wasn't an option. People who've passed away, people who've, who've crossed to the great beyond, whatever that looks like. And, um, what those relationships taught me in life and in passing, uh, a big one I talked about in the past is my grandma. I haven't talked about him too much, but my grandpa as well, two huge losses in my life that taught me a lot, um, friends that I've lost along the way who've passed away I mentioned one earlier um and and they're roughly the same age as me or just a few years older and and so those like what those losses taught me about like where I'm at right now and not just what they taught me again like how I got to be a part of the person's life for the blip of the time that they were on this planet I I got to be a part of their life and that's something that I'll forever be grateful for um so there's just so much about learning to honor your relationships and feed into your relationships and learning a lot about influence of relationships too because a relationship that served you in your your teenage years might not be serving you in your 20s and 30s so like reevaluating that and also knowing that you don't have to just cut people off cold turkey that there's kind ways to end relationships or to move out of a phase in a relationship and that can be just having a conversation and sometimes that's still hurtful and still hard and still and still really tough but it's also worth it because ghosting people emotionally and mentally is really, really can be really detrimental to that person and to yourself. So it's easier to just say like, Hey, this is how I'm feeling. Where are you at? And like making decision and, and planning from there, because you only know your perspective and you are important, but you are not the only person in that relationship. And so that is a huge one that I have learned throughout my relationships with friends and past partners, but even like with my my partner and I being on the separation currently, realizing like, again, it wasn't, it wasn't all about me. <laughs> it was about us. And like what could I have done differently? And what did I, what did I do that I could have done differently and, and what can I do differently going forward? And so just honoring those things and honoring what you learn from them. You know, somebody could be a a part of your life for five minutes and teach you more life lessons in those five minutes than somebody who's been a part of your life for 30 years. So listen to the lessons you're being taught because they're important. They showed up for a reason. Those relationships showed up for a reason. Those moments showed up for a reason. Allow them to teach you. Allow them to be a part of your life and learn from them. And I'm actually going to end it there, guys, because we are almost an hour in and we've covered so much in this time. And there's only three things that I've learned in my, my years. So maybe next week's will be a part two of, of what I've learned my 33 years, uh, or maybe what I learned after my birthday. Let's see, we'll see. Um, but I want to say guys again, thank you. And a huge part of this, you know, journey is, you know, expressing and sharing what we've learned and what I've learned and like these crazy things. And thank you for allowing me to do that. And thank you for celebrating with me, aging ungracefully another year older. I'm very excited to chat with you guys all next week after my 33rd birthday. Um, And I hope that this week brings you joy. I hope it brings you peace. If you live in a place where it's still gray and sad. I hope it brings you some greenery. Um, And I'm so, so grateful to have had the opportunity to chat with all of you and at all of you today. So enjoy yourselves. So much love to all of you. And this has been Aging Ungracefully.